Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Miss Patti LaBelle, you are the godmother of soul, a Grammy winner, a cookbook author and an entrepreneur. And you're here for the Forbes and Know Your Value 50 over 50. Thank you so much for sitting down Thank with us. Thank you for thinking of me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so happy to be here. I want to talk about your food line. It is doing very, very well. How long have you been cooking? Do you remember when you learned how to cook? I learned to cook when I was about 10, watching my mother and father. I would go to the garage and make up uh, hot sauces and ketchup and I would add mustard to the ketchup and make another taste. Like, it had a spicy, I had a mild, and I had a sweet ketchups and hot sauce, real hot, hot sauce. And then you were performing, and I understand that you have cooked for some musical legends, including oh, yeah. Elton John, Elton Prince. John was my piano player in London. He had a, a group called Bluesology, and his name was Reggie Dwight back then. And so they had no pounds, you know, money. They had no money. And after the shows, I would take them to our loft and I would make dinner for the band. And they would always want to take something back because they had no money. They were hungry. And so I let them take my Tupperware. So anyway, Elton called me one day. He said, Patty. I said, how are you, Reggie? He called me as Reggie. That's, that's what it was. He said, I would like for you to come to the Spectrum tonight. I'm performing. I said, who are you opening for? He said, I'm Elton John. I said, you're who? You're Elton John, my piano player? And the first thing I said to him was, now you can afford to give me my Tupperware back. And I didn't get the Tupperware back. I got a diamond ring. Upgrade. Uh, yeah, upgrade. And he was performing in Vegas. So we recorded a, a duet for my album. And as he was playing the piano, he had to take his rings off. So when he finished, I said, Elton, there's your jewelry. He said, no, that ring is yours for the Tupperware. You know, and that, that was my story with Elton. And Richard Pryor, the Rolling Stones came to Philly and begged me to cook some food to send to the, spe the Spectrum again. And so I said, as long as my name is on all of my uh, aluminum foil tops. So, because we always have caterers in every city we go, different people cook for the artists. Mm -hmm. I said, make sure you make sure my food is separate from the caterers. And they separated my food, and I was viral after that. People were saying, Patty LaBelle can cook. She cooked for the Stones. And just so many different people in the industry just love my cooking. You cooked for the Stones, and you said, make sure the tinfoil says Patty LaBelle. Why was it so important for you to put your name on 
what you provided for the spectrum. Because with my heart, I cook. And my food is so good. I don't want anybody else taking credit for it. I mean, I cook my face off. I've always cooked. And I've always wanted people to realize it's me cooking that. Because a lot of entertainers who come into my house back in the day, they said, we want to see you cook. Questlove had been begging me to cook for him. So it was a Thanksgiving. And this is when I was living in my other house. And he would come over and he brought some of the band members. He said, I want to see you cook. So he watched me make potato salad. And I made, uh, I think it was Bronzino, saute Bronzino. And he said, you really cooked that? I said, look at my stove. It's all dirty. I don't get takeout and pretend that I made it. <laughs> a lot of people would do that. But he saw that I really cook. I love to cook. So whenever I do something for you, you better put my name on it. Mm. You know, that's a no-no. If you don't put Patty's name on her food, yeah, I love to cook. So you want credit for your work? I have to get credit, yes. You deserve credit for your work. I sure do. So Martha Stewart invites you on her show during the holiday season, holiday during seasons. busy times. Yes. And you realize there's an audience for your, yeah. for your food. And, the, and all of the friends of mine would always say, why don't you open a restaurant or start your own line of food? And Zori sort of quietly bragged, my son, uh, but he knew that I could really throw down. And Alex, all the guys that are working for me now, they were, they started me thinking about how good my food was. So was that the beginning of Patty's Good Life? That was the beginning and of Patty's Good Life. What made you want to do Patty's Good Life? What made you oh, want to start the company? Because I have great taste. Because I design, I decorate my house, I had the the bedding at Macy's because I love beautiful sheets and spreads and drapes and just everything. I'm all about good looking stuff mm -hmm. and things that will be affordable to the normal person. And so it's like with the food line. My food is very affordable and um, I don't put my name on anything unless it's 110% perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I could cook. It's no joke. I mean, I'm not bragging. It's like I said, I knew I could sing. I'm not bragging. Certain things you know you do well. And sometimes you pat yourself on the back. And so far, this food line has done so much wonders for me. Just things are just happening. You make it sound like magic, but I think it's the result of good taste and, it is. and hard work. It's not magic. It's definitely not magic. No, it's, it's hard work. And my team, they were like, <laughs> I gave birth to all of them. I mean, they're my babies. And they believed in me more so than I believed in myself. Because it took a while for me to say, oh, well, that, that pie is great. But I had to test it about 10 times before I said yes to the pie. You actually started with hot sauce and mm -hmm. barbecue sauce. Yes. And then the sweet potato pie And then came. the sweet potato pie came in 2015. Yes. 2015. And that's when Walmart wanted my recipe and my pie. And... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah covers a viral uh, video, yeah, the, one pie the, every second. The video from James Chanel, that was awesome. And we were in London and somebody sent the video of his commercial to Zuri. I said, who is that? And we had no clue, but this guy was loving the pies. And thank God they were selling before he made that video. But after the video, it went viral. And people started buying those pies like crazy. But Patty's Good Life is not just sweet potato pie. Oh, no. You have a breakfast line. I have a breakfast line. I have some things that I can't tell you yet. I have wine coming. I have a bunch of food, a bunch of desserts, a bunch of um, 
skews of frozen foods. Mm -hmm. So if you have your dinner, if you buy the turkey, I have all your sides. You don't have to make anything. And then after the sides, you can do the desserts. But in the morning, it's so important. Now we have this breakfast line uh, coming with pancakes and waffles. And whenever my grandkids would come here, I would always make them breakfast. And they love waffles. And so their faces are on my box of waffles, their little cute faces. I say, Grandma, we love these waffles. You know, so I have a line of powdered pancake mix coming, uh, syrup mm. for the waffles and pancakes, and all that is coming soon. How do you choose what food to offer through Patty's Good Life? How did you decide oh. on pancakes? How did you decide on wine as the next? I decided session? on pancakes because of my grandkids, mm. because they love breakfast. And I have the wine line coming, and it's going to be affordable, like fourteen ninety-five or something like that, that people can afford to eat my food and knowing they're getting quality food and you didn't spend your last dollar for it. So that's important to me so I could help help uh, someone have a, a decent meal. You know, because times are hard. Times are hard. I was going to ask, it seems like affordability is a big goal for you. Why is that so important to you and to Patty's Good Life? Because friends always love my food. They say, why don't you put out a line? I said, okay, when I do put this line out, it's going to be affordable because some of my friends didn't have much. And so when the line came out, I mean, they just, they just, they were loving the fact that they could afford a great meal. And so it's important to me to make things affordable to anyone. Inflation has been high and budgets have been tight. I yeah. think a lot of people are feeling the need to mm. find the most affordable option, yeah. but still have a really nice meal. And they know with Patti LaBelle that I'm not going to cheat them. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not going to say it's great when it's awful. My food is phenomenal and very affordable. So it's very important to me to keep my line affordable. Like with the wine, you know, uh, gosh, Camus costs about $80 or $180 a bottle or whatever, and mine tastes like Camus. And you get it for 15 bucks. How'd you do that? Be by tasting, sending it back, sending it back. Um, we have a Cabernet, we have a Rosé, and we have a Sauvignon Blanc. I take it you're not a Sauvignon Blanc drinker. No, I'm not. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Camus drinker. Uh, you know, dry red wines. Mm -hmm. I don't like anything sweet. But I have those uh, three options for those who would like to try a Patti LaBelle wine. How is being a successful entrepreneur different than being a successful musician? How are the challenges? How does it compare? Oh God, they're totally different. Because with the music, with the song, I know when I sing it, what it's gonna be. I don't have to test that. With the food, I have to test everything that I put out. 10, 20 times, sometimes one time, and I know it's great. But when I go in the studio or on stage, I know what's gonna come out. It's gonna be good. I have to test those foods to make sure they're great before they go into the stores, you know, into the markets. So that's the difference. I have to do a lot of tasting with the food to make sure you're going to get a great meal. All of your business partners, I've talked to a few of them, have said that you're very hands-on and that you like to test. Oh. What are you looking for and how many times do you test something before you say, okay, this is good for Walmart? I would test something 10 to 20 times. It was, uh, what item was that? I tested the macaroni and cheese about 12 times. Wow. Oh, honey, that cheese has to be right, and it has to pull. You know when you have a pizza or a macaroni, you know how that cheese pulls when mm -hmm. you bring it to your mouth? Mm -hmm. 
that that macaroni was tested about 12 times. Wow. And it's so good. Yeah. One of the people who told me that you like to test a lot is one of your co-packers, one of your manufacturers. Nancy? Nancy. Oh, she's been over here. So it got to the point where I said, oh, baby, this is not working. I said, can you come to Philly? And so she said, sure. So she came and we went to the stove and tested many, many times of the macaroni. We tested a lot. And so that cheese was pulling properly. Because if it's not going to pull, I'm not going to sell it. How did you choose her and your other partners? Because it, to make a successful business, you have to have successful partners. What do right. you look for? I have successful people working with me who believe in me, like my son Zuri, Charles, and Alex. I mean, it's all Patty and nothing at all. It's just Patty, and they know that whatever I present and whatever I send them out to do, they're going to do it and bring it back to me to taste and make sure it's great. So whenever you see my name on something, know that I've tasted it all as far as food. And whenever you hear me sing, you know that I didn't have to test that. It's a given. It's a given. But sometimes that food could, could trick you. It, it might not taste great all the time. It's like I've been cooking every day this week, and everything I cooked to me was gross. I said, Patty, where's your touch? I, and I've been out on the road a bit, and I came home and lost my cooking skills. Yes. It happens even to the great Patty LaBelle. Yeah, but my friends and uh, who tasted it said it's great. I said, no, it's not. That's not it. Because I know when it's not great. Now, you had a line of clothing with HSN in the early uh, 2000s. What did you learn from that business experience that you I learned now? from that business, business experience that you can't lie. Mm. You can't pretend something's good to you when it's really not. Mm. I didn't really love everything, but... I had a perfume, I had dresses, I had hats. I said, I would never wear that hat. Why am I selling it? And I said it on a show, and my son got so mad at me. Mom, why did you say that? I said, because it's true. And it's embarrassing, too, because I, I said yes to something that I wouldn't, wouldn't wear, like yes to the dress when you know you won't. Mm. You know, and I learned to be honest. So with everything you see with my name on it, it's coming from my heart. It's coming straight from my heart. There are so many people who like what I didn't love uh, with my clothing line, like big hats. I don't like them. Um, certain types of dresses, I wouldn't wear, but somebody else would. So, but I still, I still sold those items, but not feeling as if I could wear them. So what it really is, I make things for others. With that line, but with Patty's Good Life, you're making oh, it for honey. yourself and your family. <laughs> With Patty's Good Life, it has to be perfect or it's not going into stores. Like that pie would have never made it into Walmart if it wasn't perfect. Mm. And it was like the pies that my mother made back in the day and my grandmother. And they tasted just like theirs when we finished with the process. And that's always so important to me that things are lovable to mm. me. Like I love my products, all of them. I would use everything that I produce. The HSN deal, that was an endorsement deal as well, right? You yes. were like, that was a licensing deal. Whereas mm -hmm. Patty's Good Life, you are an owner. It's me. It's you. It's me. And, I, and I'm the boss. That's awesome. They work for me, these guys. <laughs> what does ownership mean to you? Or what does it, it means, mean to own this brand? It means something that I never thought would happen to me. It's like a miracle. Like my owning some things that I love. And people are listening to me and they're purchasing my items because they believe if Patty's putting it out there, it must be great.
not good, it must be great. It must be great. And I'm an owner. Ownership is so important. You know, I, there are other celebrities who will license the business, but you own this, and I think yeah. that is a model to some people. That, that's a big deal because my owning, my product, it's my name. I'm allowed now to give jobs to others who, you know, in all the factories making my peach cobblers and the macaroni, and I'm employing a lot of people, which makes me feel great. Like, I have that power now which is a wonderful thing to take care of people. What is your aspiration for Patty's good life? In your wildest dreams, what do you want it to grow to? I want it to grow to um, the best product in the world. And I understand that my pies are number one around the world. And I just found that out. So I want everything to go like that pie is doing. I mean, I want everything to be great. And this way I can keep employing people and, and keep on giving great food, quality items. And whatever I do, it's going to be honest. And it's going to be so good. You're going to say, oh, I want that. You're building a legacy business. And I wonder, are there people who buy it not realizing that it's you who's behind a the lot box? Of, a lot of people. There are, because my picture is on the sweet potato pie. And there, there's my friend, Diane. She was at someone's house for Thanksgiving, and they had this pie, and she ate the pie. And she said, oh, that pie was so good. And she said, after I ate it, guess what? I said, what? Your face was on the box, and I didn't know that you were selling pies. So, I mean, and we're best friends. And so it's like a lot of people really don't realize. But 50 years in the future, if Patty's Good Life is around, more people might be buying it without necessarily making the connection to you as a musician. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? That will be fine. That will be fine. As long as they're consuming that pie and loving it. Because everybody's not going to even know who Patty LaBelle is. My name out there with my food, you know, after I leave this planet, like my grandkids will be running the business. And that's, that's going to be a wonderful moment for them to see how grandma and daddy did it, and now we're taking over. And, and that makes me feel so proud to know that when I leave, that doesn't leave. It stays here forever. So it, it's a great thought. You own Patty's Good Life. You haven't needed outside investors, correct? It's all the proceeds from the, your music um, career that's basically bootstrapping this yes. business. Mm -hmm. Would you ever take outside investors? Heck yeah, if they're coming right. <laughs> yeah, if they come correctly, yeah, they're coming. I'm welcoming anybody who You're would like to do something like that with Patty's product. You want to grow it? Oh, yeah, forever. Like I said, and when it's left for my babies, I mean, they'll live on with that wonderful thought that grandma did this. We've talked about the ownership, your personal mark, you testing everything, the good ingredients. What if you had to point to one thing, has made it so successful? I think the honesty of Patti LaBelle, mm -hmm. people trusting in me. And most people knew that I cooked way back in the day, like the entertainers and, you know, before 208. Um, I never thought I would be the owner of my pies. I never thought that my pie would be doing so well. And I think it's because people think of me as a chef, not a chef, I'm sorry, as a cook, and someone who's gonna give them quality food. And so now they can get it, you know, at a reasonable price. And it just makes me feel happy to know that I made 
a mark in the business of food. Mm. I know what I do with my career as a singer, but knowing how much this has grown as my business, I am proud of myself and I'm proud of my, my guys because we work hard at what, anything that's necessary to be done, they're gonna put 150% into it and make sure it happens. So many things that I can be happy and proud of. We have a lot of people watching this video who might want to start their own business, but might not know what to do. Mm. They might want to quit their job and be an entrepreneur for the first time. What is your advice to someone who mm. wants to do what you did and start a brand, become an entrepreneur? Well, you really have to know what you're selling is great and be believe in yourself. And it's like, you can't come half-stepping, you have to come correct because people will leave you really fast if you come with the wrong products. Mm. You know, so I believe and totally believe in myself and my team. I mean, without them, you know, I'm singing most of the time and they're making the deals. So you have to have somebody in your corner who really wants to do the best for you. And it's not always good to judge the good people and the bad people. Sometimes you make mistakes, but if you have a great something that you wanna do, believe in it and don't stop. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. I never knew I could sell that many pots. But you can. I had no clue, yeah. As a musician, you have an audience. You have fans. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, you have customers. They're oh. buying from you. What do you look at? What do you call them? Are they all customers slash fans? Is it an audience? How do you think about the people who are consuming both your food and your music? As friends. As friends. Yeah. Why? because my friends are in the audience buying tickets. I don't call them fans, I call them friends because they know they're gonna get a great show. Mm. When you buy a Patty product, they're my friends because they believe that I'm giving them the best, the quality that they deserve. And so I call them all friends. Everyone's a friend. Yeah, they're not it's fans. Not fans. No. That sounds too distant? Yes, it is, it's too far away for me, fans. I like friends. Well, in the city of brotherly love, it's, it's a good way to think about things. Right, and I think about it like that. It's um, when the audience come, there are my friends out there. Some of them never saw my show before, but they become friends as I'm 90 minutes. They see who I am, and they'll come back. When you buy Patty's product, you'll see how good it is, and you'll come back and buy another one. Speaking of the city of brotherly love, you've described yourself as a girl from Philly. Yeah. How has staying here been important to you and how has it helped your career as a musician and as an entrepreneur? Well, Philadelphia is the only thing I know. Whenever I would go to California or London or any place, I always wanted to come home to this square, quiet Philadelphia space. It's quiet, there's no temptation. I, I just love Philadelphia. And I've lived you know, in other places, but this is it for me. Because Philly, I think Philly folks are kind of honest. They'll let you know, like, if somebody comes to my show and starts booing me, it's because they didn't like me. And I said, that's your prerogative. You've it's gotten okay. food at a show? No. <laughs> <laughs> but if it happened, I would just keep on singing. I heard you say something really interesting last year, which is that you don't necessarily feel like you've arrived. What, when will you feel like you, Patti LaBelle, have arrived? It's funny. Kim asked me that question last night. She said, what do you think of yourself? you know, now that you've accomplished so much. She said, how do you feel? I said, I don't really know how I feel. 
I really don't know how I feel. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Because I had sisters who, uh, I mean, it's serious for me. They died in their 40s, three sisters, and I'm still here one year from 80, and I'm accomplishing things like this and still performing and still bringing friends out. And I don't know how I really feel because they're not here to share all of this greatness with me. You know, thank God I have my son, I have my niece and nephew and my grandkids, but I don't have them to tell them, look what I did. Because they always thought I was so great. And when they all left, things started happening greater for me. And to see me now at 79 still moving, moving along and giving out great honest stuff. I would like to share that with him, but like Kim said, but you're here by yourself, not you have your family and others, but my sisters meant so much to me. And they always knew I could cook my face off, you know? And um, so I'm so happy that I'm here in this place of success and business. So, ah, God. That's it. Sounds like you're doing it in their memory. Yeah. In their honor. Yes. There's so many things that happened to me that are great. And just to see where I am and see where they're not, mm -hmm. it makes me feel some type of way. I can imagine. Yeah. And this success can't bring them back, you know? It's like I had my little dog to talk to. <laughs> He gives me joy, and uh, it's like I just lost a nephew about four days ago, and that's heavy on me. And he always loved my cooking mm. more than anything. And if Michael could be here now seeing me doing an interview with you, he would just be smiling so hard. So I have a lot of things to think about, but a lot of greatness around all of the negative. Mm. You know, so it, some, somehow it's going to balance out but I have to say what I really feel. How do you keep perspective? You seem to have a healthy perspective on the loss and the achievements. I just keep on keeping on for them because they always knew that, oh, that I was this fabulous woman, that I was this great cook and this great singer. And that, that gives me a joy. You know how you can have joy and sadness, mm -hmm. but the joy is there because you know what it did for them. Mm. And it's doing it now for me. So when Kim asks me that question next week, I might have a real answer for her. You have some time to figure it out. You have a lot of plans. You oh, have yeah. some wine to get out. You <laughs> yes, have new I Patty's do. Good Life products. I have a lot of stuff coming out, thank God. Yeah, so I, I'm truly blessed. I am. You know, I, I'm here talking to you. That's a blessing. When you were in your 20s and 30s, 
Did you ever imagine your career over the age of 50? And if so, what did you think you'd be doing and how does the reality compare? Oh God, over 50, I would hope that I would have been singing with about 20 million gold records, things like that. Um, knowing back then too that I was gonna be a chef or some kind of something to do with food, I, I had a feeling it would be great. You had a feeling it would be great? I had a feeling because I was making good hot sauce. <laughs> and then that led to roasting chickens and doing all kind of good things, bronzino and just cooking my face off. So I knew that I would be a little prosperous when it came to food, more so than singing. Really? Yeah. So if someone said pick one title for yourself, are you a musician first or are you a cook first? I'm a musician first. Okay. I'm a singer first, but as far as I'm concerned, my singing career is not what I want it to be yet. But my cooking is going places where my singing career has not gone yet. Is being over the age of 50 an advantage or a disadvantage in your line of work? It's an advantage. Why? Because I'm, I've seen it all, I've done it all. I can let younger girls like Beyonce and Mariah Carey and all those little girls who ask me questions about where I've been, I can give them all the info because I've been there, done that, and threw away that t-shirt. And I can give them quality answers. Mm. I love being 79. You love it? I love it. Because of the advice you can give to others? No, because I'm still standing. Not because of the advice that I'm still in my right mind. Mm. That's important. And that's so important. Though speaking of advice, I did want to ask for one piece of advice mm -hmm. to women in their 30s and 20s who feel like they have to rush to accomplish everything that they want to accomplish before the age of 50 or even before the age of 30. What would you tell those women? That could kill you. Ooh. Stop rushing. You're only 30. You know, and you'll hurt yourself rushing for your ambition to happen and you're gonna do everything, maybe the wrong things to make it happen that soon. I mean, I'm doing better at 79 than I did at 30. You know, so I, I would say don't rush it. If it's to be, it will be. Mm. I've not been rushing, honey. No, you've not, you've been taking your time, but you also don't seem to be slowing down. Oh, I can't, I can't slow down. Can't. I can't, I won't slow down. <laughs>